Welcome back, everyone. This is the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. I'm your host, Scott, joined by Rich with your average everyday Chiefs talk. All of our episodes are available on all major podcast platforms. Just look or search for the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast, as well as you can search for us on various social media pages such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, so today starts Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, crazy that they actually added a game on for Monday night, but obviously we got the Sunday night game. So there's uh, two games today, um, three games tomorrow, and then of course the Monday night game um, as well. So obviously we're going to be here to discuss uh, the preview um, for our game against the Steelers um, Sunday night at Arrowhead. But real quick, Rich, um, obviously I know we got some weather came in this weekend. So did you get a lot of snow over by where you're at? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we should have got it over Christmas, but this is now, what, the second snowfall since Christmas? Right. Yeah, I had to get them out. I had to shovel not only uh, in my driveway, but also the girlfriends. Uh, I'm one of those people that I love to be outside when it's snowing. I, I don't think I could have enough out there. But I did uh, realize one thing today is that I'm getting older and I'm more out of shape. So shoveling a driveway with just a shovel Maybe a thing of the past. I think I might have to upgrade to a snowblower as much as uh, I think that's a little too fancy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I did two driveways today on some sidewalks and I was like, you know what? These hips in this back don't turn like they used to. So <laughs> that's a revelation for myself today. Yeah, but get one of those uh, snowblowers though. You know, it's kind of one of those, uh, you know, when you, it's funny you, you don't really mention that obviously when you're like, you know, middle-aged or like a kid, but when you get like, you know, older, you're like, that's like one of the, some of those things you look forward to, like snow blowers or leaf blowers, oh, um, yeah. you know, stuff, the stuff that definitely, uh, helps your, you know, helps you out as a long run as as you get older. So, um, <laughs> actually probably more fun too, right. Than having the actual shovel snow. Oh but, yeah, for um, sure. I mean, I'm one of those guys without a doubt. Like I'm always looking for an excuse to get another tool. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'm gonna have to do some research on a, I mean, you know, we don't live in Alaska, right? We don't even live you know, furthest north point of the country. So I don't need a humongous one that's taken up a ton of space in the garage, but they've got some pretty efficient ones for good prices, you know, that do the job for the size of driveway that I have. Right, right. Correct. Yeah. So, um, so real quickly, obviously I flew in back to Kansas city last night and, um, just, just because I could be able to make the game, um, cause I knew the weather was coming in. So I wanted to make sure I made it back in time. So I flew in the St. Louis and it was, it's hilarious because I, um, from St. Louis to my flight here to Kansas City last night, th- there was a ton of Steelers fans on the plane. Must have been probably at least like forty, if not more. Um, I end up I end up sitting in the back, so like majority of them were in the back, and they're all sitting there, you know, talking a good game and like they're gonna have fun. And you know, it's the same point ever. Whenever um, I've traveled for away games, it's always you know fun to travel to away games to other stadiums and you know kind of have fun. But you know, I was over here and I'm saying like. Well, um, you know, when we win on Sunday, you know, they're already starting to plan trips to go into Tennessee next weekend and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I thought it was funny. I just kind of kept my mouth shut because there's a whole bunch of them. But um, but we had some obviously still some Chiefs fans on the on the flight as well. But it was uh, it's like they they were really pumped for tomorrow's game. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, they've always had a very loyal, good, you know, well traveling fan base. Um, I've never understood how people are like that when. I mean, and especially like even if you are a player, I've never understood how people are like when we win, um, you know, especially a fan. Right. Um, I've always been one of those people of, you know, you play the game, 
you obviously want to win, but you know that that whole mentality of when we win type thing that that's mm-hmm. just different to me. You know, like I said, is I guess I'm a pretty humble and understand that anything can happen. Right, any given Sunday is what we've mentioned a few times. Yep. So well, especially uh, last weekend for a prime example, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Right, you know anything can happen. Obviously, Jacksonville was the home team in that, but still, as far as the team difference and record difference, it's uh, you know it's. You kind of think going into that, it's pretty one-sided. But like you said, any given Sunday or this weekend, you know, any given Saturday or Monday even possibly too. So um, going to be really looking forward to uh, all of the games this weekend. So um, starting out, I'll just uh, send it back to you for just uh, inside the numbers between the teams. All right. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this time as opposed to talking about rankings, stats, all of that fancy stuff. I'll really do more of an education on the Stillers, their recent form. Um, but I'll start it off with actually the numbers from our matchup earlier this season. And score-wise, I think everyone knows it was very, very one-sided. One-sided to the point to where the TV crew ended up cutting away from the game. And uh, I think as I mentioned on that podcast, the Stillers got a touchdown in garbage time. Mm-hmm. That made it look not as bad, I guess, as it really was. So, um, thirty-six to ten was the score of the last game, and just kind of going high level over some of the numbers. Total yards for the Chiefs was three eighty-one. The Steelers were at three hundred three total. One hundred and thirty yards on the ground, one hundred and seventy-three in the air for the Steelers, and then for the Chiefs, they had one hundred and twenty-seven on the ground. And 254 in the air. Three touchdowns in the air for the Chiefs, one on the ground, and one touchdown, um, like I said, in garbage time. I shouldn't say garbage time. In it was over time uh, for the Steelers. So, one more thing about the Steelers in regards to their record and how they've been playing. So, since the Chiefs, they beat the Browns 26 to 14, and then they beat the Ravens in overtime 16 to 13 to basically put themselves in a position to where they relied on the Raiders to win a game versus the Chargers on Sunday night. Um, Just going back four games for them. They've won three out of four matchups, right? The only loss being the Chiefs. Um, So that's good for them. Arguably, uh, they, the Steelers are interesting. They kind of went through the year with some, they were, they would go on streaks. They lost three, they won four in a row. And then, like I said, they're at the end, they won three out of four. So, Very, very streaky team, Um, you know, and I think that's always kind of a a dangerous team, right? They have nothing to lose. They've got, you know, a quarterback that is arguably, you know, up there with Terry Bradshaw in regards to one of their, if not their best quarterback all time. They've got a really good wide receiver in Deontay Johnson, a rookie running back who is really good, going to have a, should have a successful career there in Pittsburgh and Najee Harris. And they've got Mike Tomlin, very experienced head coach, that um, has not had a losing season, right, if I'm not mistaken, in his 15 years in Pittsburgh. I mean, he's done an amazing job of making these guys competitive to the point to where they snuck in in that new wild card spot that the NFL created last year. So, um, like I said, numbers-wise, it's the, the Steelers come into this matchup as a team that's doing well in regards to their – that was doing well in regards to their schedule. Um, but – Offensively, here's a cool little stat that I looked at. So they have not scored more than 20 points 
this year in 10 games um, this season. So, so, so of course, right, seven games they scored more than 10, 20, and then 10 of them they did not. So I think that's pretty um, – that's that's always a good thing to note. Um, I mean, and we've seen even in the last three games – even in the last four games, they scored 19 to beat the Titans. They only scored 10 against the Chiefs. 26 against the Browns, and then 16 against the Ravens. So not the high-powered offense we're probably used to seeing in modern-day NFL. Um, but then again, like I said, you know, they, they've got a quarterback that's probably in his last game, really good wide receiver in Deontay Johnson, and like I said, a good little uh, rookie running back. And then defensively, T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward, and a few of those guys just, you know, look to make the Chiefs' job a little bit tougher. Um. Injuries-wise, I know we've got a guy coming back for the Steelers that will probably make things a little bit more interesting for them as well. So you want to jump in injuries? Yeah, so uh, injuries for the Chiefs going into the wild card game. Um, if nobody has, has seen or have heard the news, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is out for the game this weekend. Um, practiced a little bit on Wednesday, but Thursday and Friday didn't practice at all. So he's still going to be missed with that shoulder injury. And uh, Daryl Williams is questionable going into um, tomorrow night's game. He was limited in practice with that toe injury still, so that will keep an eye on that injury. Um, and, you know, it's the playoffs. Uh, you know, it depends on how bad that toe injury is. I would think he was he's going to end up playing, uh, but that's really it as far as on the Chiefs' side of the ball. Um, and on the Steelers, they actually don't have anybody – Listed as um, questionable, uh, probable, out, all that stuff. They're all, all their guys are good to go, and they have. We were just uh, saying they have the return of Juju Smith Schuster uh, back from IR. I think he, he was struggling with the. I think he had a shoulder injury uh, that he was recovering from, so he will be back for the Steelers um, tomorrow night. So um, between both teams, um, you know, relatively healthy uh, coming into this game. So this will be. Um, you know, something to look forward to as far as, oh, we don't have, you know, one of our superstars or they don't really have one of their superstars. So um, it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be an interesting matchup uh, with both of our team going in pretty healthy um, as well. So we'll have to see as far as our, our running back situation. But uh, other than that, it looks like uh, healthy for both teams going in. So uh, so just a kind of quick recap on, I know you kind of went over the numbers, but as far as on that, uh, Chief Steelers week 16 game that we had at Arrowhead. Um, well, to me, the um, you know the score was 36-10, and it really wasn't close. Obviously, right? Like it was uh, 23 to nothing at halftime, uh, and it just wasn't wasn't really that close of a game. And you got to remember too, as well, this is the game where we didn't have our kicker, our punter. I know it's obviously your you know some of the <laughs> key things, but if you think about it, we have one of the better kickers in the league, and at least. Uh, at least I would say for the punter situation, pretty much one of the you know better punters I would think too. At least he's improved this year. Um, you know you were missing those two guys. You didn't have Travis Kelsey. You didn't have uh, Lucas Niang, who actually wasn't uh, playing that much up to that point. Anyways, I think Andrew Wiley was playing a lot right tackle, and you didn't have Nick Bolton uh, for this game as well. Uh, obviously, that was when the time where the COVID was hitting us hard that week uh, before the game. So. Uh, you know, coming away with that thirty-six to ten uh, victory, not having some of those guys. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they probably were out. I think a few players too, as well, if I can remember correctly. But um, you know, 
to not have Kelsey um, in, in that game and the way we played. And, um, you know, I think Pringle had a, that pretty good game on there. But, um, yeah, I mean, we we kind of blew him out then. So what do you – I say I was going to say, uh, what were you going to expect more so of something similar or do you think it's probably going to be, you know, more of a closer game, which I guess we'll kind of talk about more in our game prediction? So, I mean, I don't know, to be honest. I've kind of gone back and forth, right, as – Again, I told you earlier that you know I think it's weird when us as fans feel like something that we do has an impact on the game. Um, but on paper, it should be another game like it was earlier this year. But it's the playoffs. Like I said, you know, uh, it's it's Mike Tomlin. You know, he's one of the most respectable, one of the best coaches out there in the league. But then again, the Chiefs aren't a team that's going to downplay their seed versus, you know, Pittsburgh like they're not going to sit there and think, oh, well, they were playing the 17. We beat them up this year. No, to them, Indy Reid, Eric Bien-Ami, they're going to have these boys ready to play. I think the team's going to be fired up even more, especially, you know, how Patrick Mahomes is when right. um, they don't make national lists or they get, you know, um, they don't get recognition on a national national stage. And no chief made an all-pro roster, right? No first-team all-pro roster. I don't know what it looked like from a second-team perspective, but um, not a single chief was on – the NFL all pro first team. And um, let's say Creed Humphrey, I think he should have, you know, gone over Jason Kelsey or I can't remember who, who else mm-hmm. was the other one, but um, you could even make a case like, okay, Chris Jones, I get it as a defensive tackle, you know, maybe he didn't have a strongest year. Case, uh, Casey Hayward and Aaron Donald were the first teamers. So I get that one. Um, so I get it. You know, at the end of the day, the league awards, that's just that the only league award that's important is the Super Bowl. So that's the part that gives me the confidence that these boys are going to be in a way pissed off, but have that professional mentality of we have to handle business. The only game that matters is Pittsburgh. So with that being said, I think it'll be one-sided like it was in week 16. That's a good recap and kind of what, yeah, I'm kind of right on there with you what you're saying too as well. I mean, I kind of expect more of the same, Uh, you know, maybe more of a closer game, I would think this time. You know, we'll see, but um, I, I, I kind of expect more so of what the same we saw back in week 16 as well, which, I mean, what, that was only, what, uh, four weeks ago, right? Um, right. So it was right about the day after Christmas, so or about three and a half weeks ago. So that was, I mean, it's, like I said, it wasn't that long ago, too, as well, when we played them. So um, as far as the keys to the game on the offensive side of the ball, what do you think is what we probably need to uh, focus on uh, to get the job done? Well, um, Hill and Kelsey, right, were a little dinged up last week. It sounds like they're healthy. They've gotten better. Um, you know, you talked about not going to have Kyle Edwards-Alaire. Darrell Williams is, is dinged up a bit. So, to me, it's going to be about getting the ball to Kelsey, getting the ball to Hill, Hardman, Pringle, as quickly as possible, and letting them make plays in space. Um, offensive line is going to have to be on their game as best as possible, right? You've got T.J. Watt who uh, tied the NFL sack record, NFL all-time sack record. So, um, you know, he's the best pass rusher in the game at the moment. So offensive line is just going to have to be really good versus Watt and Hayward. And then what we do with the ball, like I said, is just what we've been doing. Get the ball to your playmakers. Let them make plays. If we're if we continue this new style of offense, which is more dink and dunk, as, you know, folks always say when it comes to football, that's fine. Um, so for me, that is the key to the game. Be efficient on offense and um, contain Watt, 
primarily and Hayward secondly. So, um, and uh, you pretty much kind of hit the hit the hail. I mean, hit the uh, nail on on the, for a wall that I said for the offense because I was just gonna say for offense, it's playoff time, right? So, whatever you do in the regular season, it's 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 past you. So now it's playoffs. So, what do you do? You want to obviously constantly get the ball in your hands to your prime time players throughout the whole game. So when you're talking about Kelsey Hill. Um, you know, and then obviously Mahomes, he can make plays on his feet as well, right? So um, that was my thing was just for the offense is just it's now time to just keep it into those guys' hands as much as possible. You know, hopefully, obviously, you know, Hardman can come through on some catches, um, you know, Pringle as well, and then maybe get some good runs by Daryl Williams or Gore or McKinnon, whoever actually is in the backfield for this game. But um, I totally agree with you on that. It's just – it's 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 with uh, getting it to our guys that can make plays and obviously making sure um, you know our offensive line can um, you know um, obtain basically you know, T.J. Watt throughout the game hopefully so um, and on the defensive side of the ball um, I had basically it was just basically shutting down Big Ben um, blitzing him as much as possible um, hopefully creating turnovers in this game I'm not really worried too much about um, Najee Harris. Uh, as maybe as I probably was going into week 16, but after we had kind of shut him down, then I kind of haven't really been worried about him since. But um, I, I think the majority of it is shutting down that passing game and just getting to Big Ben as much as we can. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it's um same thing that I said in week 16 is don't give Big Ben these short routes, right? That's the new style offense. The line isn't the greatest. Big Ben's arm isn't the best anymore. So he likes to throw the ball quick and short. That's how Deontay Johnson has so many catches um, and so many yards as well. So, again, if we're playing, you know, bump coverage, press or press coverage right off the line, um, the one thing we can't do is because Charverius Ward has not had a good, what, two to three weeks. Um, so we can't just play cover free where, you know, you have or cover zero where you have no deep help, right? We need coverage over the top if you're going to bump off the line. And like I said, if we can force Big Ben to make those mid to long range throws, I think it'll go really, really well for the Chiefs. Just because, like I said, his arm isn't there anymore, right? I mean, he's what, mm-hmm. 39, is it? Um, somewhere around there. So he's getting up there. Isn't there, right? And mm-hmm. so, again, if we, like you said, get on Big Ben as much as possible, make him make, make him make, make him throw. <laughs> errand passes, you know, on the run. He's, he's not that escape artist he used to be. So forget in his face, making him throw those longer range passes. I think we'll have a very successful game. So, um, you know, both Clark Jones, Ingram, they need to be all up on that offensive line and creating havoc. And then um, I expect at least one interception from Tyron Matthew, you know, Juan Thornhill, one of the safeties or even one of the corners in this game, because I think the pressure will create some weird throws for Ben, some some prayers, and we'll be able to capitalize on those. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we'll probably get, like I said, I, I was thinking uh, about two turnovers, hopefully a fumble and interception, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say three sacks, um, at least in this game too as well. But um, like you said, he doesn't have that big arm anymore, so um, you know maybe playing one safety should be good enough, I mean, as far as deep. Um, you don't have to play a, like a two deep safety uh, like, you, like you probably would against obviously the Bengals. 
or a team like that, whereas, or even um, Chargers, we have a quarterback like Justin Herbert um, and Joe Burrow who can just, you know, launch that uh, ball anywhere across the field. So, yeah, it's just kind of making sure, kind of just making sure they're not getting those uh, short passes over the middle, those slants. Uh, should be, and we should have a good day, just like we did in week uh, 16. Uh, so as far as our game prediction um, for this wild card game, I went with Chiefs 28-20, um, just because I think it might be a little bit closer than last time. I hope not. I hope it's kind of a more so of a blowout, but I still have a feeling sometimes in playoff games, Chiefs make it a little bit interesting at times. So um, I'm going to go with Chiefs 28-20. I'm close to that, so I'm going to say 28-16 Chiefs. I think it'll be 28-10 for as we head into the fourth quarter. And, again, Big Ben will be, will get some consolation touchdown there late in the game to make it look a little bit closer. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking for a 28-16 Chiefs. So, obviously, it looks like we're both thinking uh, Chiefs win for sure um, and then heading into hopefully another playoff game next weekend. Um, so that's going to be obviously interesting to watch the other games, see who we might play, because obviously all the games that uh, team will play next week, um, we're playing obviously today, right? So we'll, you know, find out hopefully who we might play actually next week. So it'll be interesting to see. So as far as all the games that are actually playing here on Super Wild Card Weekend, as my last topic for today, uh, what is the game that you are looking forward to the most out of all the games um, outside, of course, this Chiefs-Steelers game? So I think the whole playoff setup has some really cool matchups. Maybe the Bucks and Eagles is that one matchup that isn't as attractive as the others. But, um, you know, as I mentioned in our preseason review, my surprise team was the Bengals. And I just love how Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, you know, all those guys, right, including the coaching staff, how they really turned that whole team around, um, you know, ever since the first time I watched Joe Burrow play when he, his LSU Tigers when he transferred from Ohio State to LSU, beat up on my Hurricanes to open up the season. Um, I'm like, man, this kid, this kid is good, right? And his 2009 LSU team was amazing, including Jamar Chase. So for me, what is going to happen here in a few minutes, um, or the game that's going to start here in a few minutes, is my uh, favorite matchup. I Like I said, I like watching the Bengals, even though they tore us up. Um, you know, that sucked watching them that day. Um, and then they're going up against our, our hated rivals in the Raiders. So I hope that the Bengals top the Raiders once again, because if I'm not mistaken, they beat them 32 to 13 mm-hmm. earlier this year. So yeah, for me, that's, that's my favorite matchup. I like watching Burrow. That's actually who I have playing the chiefs in the AFC championship. I, I can't remember if that lines up right now. Obviously it depends on who wins what. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm assuming, let's say, potentially the the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to be the Bills. And then, so we'll be playing the sixth seed, let's say, you know, pending we win. We'll play the Patriots next week here. And then the Bengals would be playing the, um, actually, no, I'm a liar then. So it would be, it'd be Chiefs-Bengals that way. So mm-hmm. whatever way it ends up to where the Chiefs can play the Bengals is what I want to happen. I want, an, I want a rematch for the AFC Championship. So you want, yeah. So you're you're more so on, and I, and I'm agree with you. I don't like the whole thing where like the Chiefs are like, oh, let's play the easiest team possible. No, it's when you're in the playoffs, you want to play the best team that either you couldn't beat early in the year or um, the best team that um, 
uh, you know, in the playoffs, right? Right. I mean, you don't want the easier route because a lot of people are like, well, you know, if this if the Raiders were to beat uh, the Bengals today, you know, we'll play the Raiders next week and that so on and so forth. But I'm right there with you. I'd rather play the Bengals, whether it be in the divisional round or the championship, um, and get the rematch. And hey, if it works out to where we play New England and Cincinnati on two of those games, that's even great too as well because I'd love to get revenge on the Patriots from a few years back, um, you know, uh, for that AFC championship game as well. So that's what I'd look forward to. Yeah, so I guess right, it would work out that way if if the Patriots beat the Bills and the Bengals beat the Raiders, the Patriots would play the Titans in Tennessee. Bengals would play the Chiefs here. So I guess it's got to be go Bills so we can get that matchup versus right. um, Cincinnati. But, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. the matchup I look forward to the most, right, is a Cincinnati versus Las Vegas almost at Oakland. That's a good matchup. I mean, obviously, that's the first game uh, everyone's going to looking forward to. So I'm going to put uh, my game as obviously on the other side, other conference, and I'm going to go with Cowboys and Niners. And the reason why I say that is because obviously in the '90s, um, you know, the Cowboys oh, yeah. uh, Niners rival was like huge. And like even as a kid, like I liked the Niners back when I was a kid. Obviously, with Joe Montana. Uh, Jerry Rice and all that. So they were always the team I always liked watching on the um, NFC side. And I never really was a Cowboys fan um, growing up. It was it was pretty much Niners if I was rooting for somebody else in the other conference because obviously this was way before or even before the Panthers came as an as organization. So it was more so I was kind of like a Niners fan. Deion Sanders, when he played for the Niners, that yeah. kind of stuff too as well. Uh, but, um, no, this is the first time that they've played in the playoffs – since the 1995 NFC Championship game where the Niners won uh, 38-28 uh, over the Cowboys. And literally, they played in the NFC Championship game three years in a row. They played in 93, 94, 95. So it's a it's a huge, and not even just those games, but just overall. Like, it's just been it's a huge rival in the 90s. And, you know, normally whoever would probably win that would have a pretty good shot at, beating Buffalo or someone in the AFC at that time. Um, so it's it's a very intriguing matchup. And um, as far as the current day Cowboys and Niners game, um, I think it's going to be, you know, just an intriguing matchup between Dak Prescott, uh, uh, Jimmy Guapolo. And um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think the Niners are going to win this game. Um, it's it, I just think that they are one of the hottest teams in the NFC um, right now, I think, even though they kind of, in, in a way, you know, they were they were kind of struggling there towards the end, but they also also hit fire too at the end. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Diners are going to win this game. And I know there's a lot of people that um, are Cowboys fans out there, and some of my friends probably won't like that, but that's 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 what I would go with. I agree with you. I mean, I have them also beating the Cowboys. I think they match up. It's a good matchup because I mean the Niners are just scrappy. You know, J- Jimmy G does enough to sometimes pull wins out and they're just a very, very physical team. Shanahan does a great job of his offensive game plan and getting the ball into Samuel's hand as much as possible. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, at this, you know, maybe not career wise just yet, but I think in present moment, Kyle Shanahan is a better coach than Mike McCarthy and Mike McCarthy did very, I mean, he won a Super Bowl with, you know, the Packers, but after that, aside from playoffs, you know, he didn't have that much success. So, um, Kyle Shanahan got the Niners to a Super Bowl with 
a team that, you know, a lot of folks are like, who, how do they get there? You know? Mm-hmm. So, right. Um, so let me hit you with the surprise question then. And, and if you want me to go first on predictions, what are all your uh, predictions for this weekend on all the playoff games? So all the games, if you, so if you want me to start with the first one, obviously with the bang, <clears throat> excuse me, the Bengals and Raiders, I'm going to go with obviously Bengals um, of that game. And then probably as far as the Patriots and Bills, I'm going to say Patriots uh, just because I think, um, I don't know, I, th- I just think the Patriots are going to have the Bills number tonight. Uh, and then tomorrow, you know, <laughs> as much as I might not, you know, really care too much for Tampa Bay, um, especially some of the injuries or the problems that they've had on offense, I think they're still going to be Eagles. I just don't – I think the Eagles – is kind of like it was last, wasn't it last year? I think where, you know, yeah, it was last year where the um, Washington football team got in just by default because of how bad that division is. And I still think, you know, for the most part, that division is pretty bad. So I still think Tampa Bay will win that game. Obviously, I just, um, you know, I picked the Niners in the, in the Cowboys game. Um, obviously, you know, I had the Chiefs beating the Steelers. And then Monday night is a tough one. Um, almost went with the, the Cardinals and Rams as far as my best matchup looking forward to because I think it's going to be a good matchup. But I'm going to have to go with the Rams on this one. It was kind of back and forth thinking about it, but I think I'll take the Rams or the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, so I think we're spot on on all the matchups because, I mean, like I said, I already got the Bengals for this game coming up. I think Bill is going to put on a another defensive clinic as he did in their last frozen tundra type style game because right. it's supposed to be like minus 15 in Buffalo tonight. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be cold. Um, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think they're gonna have snow, but it's just gonna be really cold. So I think you just—it's really hard to throw the ball in that kind of a weather. And so Belichick's run defense and what he does with his offense, I think, will come into play. And I think the Patriots sneak out a W with you. Um, I think the Eagles kind of just—they're like the Steelers. They kind of just made it in there because they're that seven team. Um, I mean, they're not the seven team, right? But um, it's kind of—you know—it feels that way. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks will handle business. The Niners, I really like their matchup versus the Cowboys. Of course, you know, got the Chiefs over the Steelers. And then I was in the same boat. Like, I've gone back with Cardinals. I've gone back and forth between who is going to win, the Cardinals or the Rams. And I think Sean McVay will um, just have a, a really good game. I think he'll stick to what Stafford is good at with his weapons. So get in the bottom cup, using Odell when when he can. Um and I think it'll be a very close game, but ultimately the Rams do pull it off there in Los Angeles. But how do you feel about that Monday night matchup? I know earlier we asked that question and we kind of talked about it, but now that at the weekend's here, how do you feel watching a playoff game on the Monday night? Uh, well, just actually real quick before I get into uh, what you kind of were talking about, the Cardinals and Rams. If it, was, if it was the Cardinals from beginning of the year, or maybe even halfway through the year, I'd probably pick the Cardinals. But once... Kyle Murray got hurt and it just different things have just yeah, not went their way. They haven't been the same. Different things have went away. So that's why I picked the Rams. Um, no, so back to your question um, as far as the Monday night. Um, it's an interesting choice that the NFL did. I mean, obviously, I know they're all about getting prime time, you know, games in. Um, but I know last year obviously was the first year we added the seventh team in both conferences. And what they did was they did three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Right, so now it's now they just kind of cut out a game today and moved it to Monday, but um, it, it's interesting. I, I kind of, 
I kind of like the idea of it, but it's just because it's almost like it's a Monday night continuing on from the regular season, right? But right. Um, it would be interesting to see how well they do as far as rating wise, but um, or, or even you know some of the maybe ticket uh, holders for was it because yes yeah, in L.A. for the Rams, you know if that affects them going to the game Monday, I doubt it because obviously they're not getting weather, you know, there in, in L.A. like it is here in the Midwest, right. but. Um, it, it's interesting choice for the NFL, but I, I think I might like it. I know, man. Just imagine. So the game is at seven fifteen hour time, which is five fifteen in LA. Man, people that are going to the LA game, they might as well just not even go to work because getting Don't drive. Imagine, imagine getting through that traffic during, uh, what do we call it? Traffic hour. You know, I mean, what do we call it? rush hour? Yeah. Um, yeah. In LA, man. Like I said, it's it's <laughs> people are probably gonna camp out at. At SoFi Stadium just to get there on time because either that or well, leave for lunch early or something, right? right. You, go to, you have a half day, say, so I was going to the stadium now just to make sure I get there in time. Yeah, because if if anyone that's listening, Rand has never been to Los Angeles. That's a it's a it's a cool place for the most part. It has a lot of things to do, great food, awesome culture from you know all kinds of setups. But the traffic will make you not want to go alone because it, it and they've got like six lanes on most of their highways, so. um yeah, that will be an interesting one. And But like you said, right, at the end of the day, people make it to the games. If they want to, they figure it out. It's not their first rodeo. So, um, yeah, I, I'm kind of right there with you where, like, I appreciate the fact that they're continuing from the season. It's going to be different. But, you know, I guess you can't complain about football three days a week in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and the only thing you could kind of say it might be a little bit disadvantaged because whoever wins Monday has to turn around right. and play Saturday or Sunday um, right. next week. But uh, you know, I, th- I think it's like I said, it's going to be a trial and error kind of thing. See how it goes, but uh, I do like the idea of them pushing the one game on the Monday night. Yeah, and like with the preparation thing, I mean, you hear a lot of coaches and players talk about it that at this time of the year, um, or even just you know, anytime they play on Monday or Thursday night. Well, when they play on Thursday, they have a long week, right? But Mondays they might they have a short week. It's a lot of you know at this point in the year they literally don't even tackle or they don't even hit each other really at practice because it's right. more about install a game plan, getting people healthy, keeping people healthy. So without a doubt, right. The body does need rest, especially in, you know, how these games are played. Um, but I think with the rule changes and, you know, the players union and, and protecting players in practice, so on and so forth, when they can it, when they can't. Um, and as advanced as we've come in understanding the human body and, and, you know, the impacts of football, um, that, that, you know, playing Monday night and then turn around and playing Saturday without a doubt, it still has, cause you're, I mean, you're one day less, right. Then somebody who's playing Saturday, then playing Sunday or two right. days less in that case. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's just a little bit, the curve is a little bit less than what it was. I don't know. You could even say like 10 years ago. So, um, I mean, and we know McVeigh, um, and in this case, Clingsbury, um, you know, they're, they're very, uh, what's it called? Studious, very knowledgeable coaches that, you know, look at every aspect of coaching a team, right? They're not some of these old school coaches that probably still run, you know, two a days in the playoffs or in the playoffs and stuff right. like that. So, so yeah, no, it's it's it'll be fun. It'll be cool to watch a game on Monday night. Gives us all something to do, so we don't just uh, so we aren't bombarded with college basketball. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. So I uh, hope everyone enjoys watching. Uh, all the games this weekend, not only the Chiefs and Bengals, but like I said, it should be an exciting, super wild card weekend this weekend. So uh, with that being said, that will actually be the end of today's episode of the Red and Yellow Kingdom podcast. 
check back after the weekend for our breakdown of the wild card game against the Steelers on Sunday night football. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to follow our podcast and go Chiefs.